All right. Welcome into the Super Fantasy Podcast. It's been a while. Clinton, you there? No, I'm here. Yeah, it's, I forgot what this was like. It's been so yeah. long. Welcome back. Yeah, finally back. It's been, God, it's been what, like 10 months? Yep. We slept in a little bit. We missed the first 12 weeks of the season. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but we're here for the playoffs. How you yeah. been? Hmm? How have you been? I've been good. I've been... I was doing really good until last week. Yes, you did fail to make the playoffs in our league. Yep, last one out. Came yeah. down to you needing Juicy Mango to lose, yep. or you needed me to score like 40 less points. Yep. It, Neither of which happened. Juicy Mango I, did almost lose, though. I think he ended I up know, winning by I was, 12. I was watching that, and it was ugh, so close. I think it was all because Benny Snell sucks. Yeah. And um, they managed to shut down Terry McLaurin. So, yeah, that was also very interesting. Very win. interesting game. Yeah, it was. That was probably McLaurin's worst game of the season, fantasy wise, at least. Yeah, it all. I think they all. All of the uh, points went to the tight end position. It seemed like. Yeah, Logan Thomas, man. Yep. Um, how are your other leagues going? Are you in more than one other league or? I'm in two other ones. One of them is kind of like a, for fun one that I do with like a camp that I work with, but I got my other one, which has been my main league, I guess, for the last like 10 years. Yeah. The big money league. That's yeah. Oh God. almost too much money at this point. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I made the playoffs in that one, got the fourth seed somehow, even though, Almost half my top guys got hurt or miss or gone right now, but we'll see what happens. Um, is so that we, one? How many teams is that one? Uh, it's usually twelve. This year it's only ten. Okay, and so there's only four playoff spots. Uh, no, we still do. We still do six, and then the top two get a bye. Oh, okay. Dang, that's a lot of people making the playoffs, and they. Uh... A little easier to make the playoffs than that one. As yeah. Usually, usually though, when it's twelve, it's like it's the same. But gotcha. Yeah, when it's that much money, kind of got to make it six teams at least. Yeah. How much is that? Like a hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. So I kind of there's a there's a few degenerates in this league who every year hike the price up by like fifty bucks. Dang. We're up to like two hundred now. Oh snap. Yeah, I remember you asking me if I wanted to join, and I was like, well, my wife, my wife would kill me. But <laughs> anyway, um, it's been a good fantasy year. I mean, even with all the COVID stuff, there's certainly been some some hurdles we had to get through. But I haven't missed out on any games in terms of fantasy production. No games have been pushed to week 18, which would kind of just get rid of those players' points. Um, so we haven't missed out on any of that, but what has been, I guess, your biggest surprise from fantasy this season? So, so man, so when you posed this question to me earlier, I've been thinking about, and there's, you know, I was going through a few things, like the biggest one, I guess, is the, you know, I would say, honestly, the amount of 
injuries isn't the biggest surprise because that was kind of expected. But I think the amount of injuries to like the elite top players, like the first round. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot. There's been uh, Saquon Barkley, CMC missed an extended amount of time. Michael yeah. Thomas basically didn't even play like Half for 10 season. weeks, seemed like. Yeah. Kenny Galladay's been out. Like, just, I, and then I'm the, missing a ton of people. The injuries well. to big names is the biggest one. Like Dak Prescott. Yeah. Just one by one, they just kind of went down. And then, yeah. Um, then you have like the lack of production just as a ripple effect from that from people like Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. You know, the Eagles have been so bad that Miles Sanders hasn't been good. And he's missed a lot of time too. Yeah. Um, so for me, I already knew my answer to this question when I asked you, okay. but for me, it's definitely been the year that the Wookiee, the, the, Wookie, <laughs> the rookie wide receivers have had. Yep. And I'm really interested to see how it plays out. I mean, I think Justin Jefferson, it's safe to say, has cemented himself as the number one in this class in terms of going in next se- in its next season. Oh, easily. Um, so as far as second-year wide receivers, I think Justin Jefferson will be the first off the board next year, just in terms of that group. Yep. But there's been Chase Claypool, Brandon Ayuk has shown flashes, T. Higgins. Uh, C.D. Lamb has shown his capability. Denzel Mims with, you know, Trevor Lawrence next season will be really interesting. My team, basically, I made a few trades to acquire CMC with the hopes that he'd be back for the playoffs. We'll see if that ends up working out on Sunday. But I'm led by A-Rob. And then other than that, I've got Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, and Brandon Ayuk. Those are my the rest of my wide receiver group that i'm running with currently um so that's been my that's been the biggest surprise for me yeah. who do you think would, is the second have, i don't know if you agree with the justin jefferson take but who do you think would be like that second wide receiver out of this group taken next year kind of like a terry mclaurin um gj moore was in that conversation so uh, i would definitely i agree that uh that justin jefferson will be the the, the first one taken just because Nothing's really going to change about his situation. I think it, depending on the health of Dak Prescott, it would be CeeDee Lamb. Oh, I got you. Because Michael Gallup, I think, is a free agent. There's a good chance he leaves because just to get a better opportunity. So if Dak Prescott is healthy and comes back, it's fine. Then I would probably go with CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. And it's just interesting, you know, look at like people like DK Metcalf, they're, you know, going in their second season, it was, you know, where do you draft them? You draft them ahead of someone like Tyler Lockett on the same team. You had Deontay yeah. Johnson, who you picked up later on in the draft, who ended out. up having, who's had a pretty good fantasy year for his second season. Um, I think Terry McLaurin, isn't is this his second year? Yeah, second year. Yeah, and he went pretty high. I think he was a fifth rounder in our league. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see because there's a lot of – and then there's guys like Jerry Judy and Ruggs who haven't had fantasy productive seasons but are good players. Yeah, Um, there's a lot of – there's a few guys where situation will dictate how good they are next year. Yeah. I think with Chase – someone like Chase Claypool is if Juju leaves, what does that do to his ADP? Uh, we don't, you know, we'll have to wait and see how free agency impacts everything. Yeah. And then 
I did want to say like one thing for the surprise. I was very close to taking some something else or saying something else for that. Like I really wanted to say just overall, it's a surprise for both just NFL itself and fantasy is Justin Herbert. Yeah. Dude. He has just kind of come out every week, slinging the ball around, throwing it to his good players. I think that's. Well, it was the biggest surprise is that he he didn't do this in at Oregon ever. Yeah. And then you just some of the throws he can make are insane. He's smart with, you know, he feeds Keenan Allen. He's probably his yeah. best option. He's not afraid of just forcing the ball. He, you know, now that Austin Eckler's back, he's not, a, he's feeds Austin Eckler. I think that's a problem with a lot of these young, young players is they don't just feed the ball to their, their best option. Yeah. And Justin Herbert's definitely not afraid to do that, which is great for owners of Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. And, you know, yeah. you have Justin Herbert in our I league. Did. I picked him up. You have a lot of good players. Yeah. James Robinson was also a good pickup. Yeah. Whatever reason, I had a couple bad weeks and that kind of. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think you didn't make it because of Devin Singletary. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like you played him a lot. Well, I kind of had to because Swift. Yeah, was... I mean, I don't know. Swift. Yeah. Uh, I think he played in like kind of a Jack in the Box game with you, where it was like he yeah. would show. It was really annoying. Yeah. Do <laughs> with him. I think there was one week where you played him and he got you not a lot of points, so you took him out. And then you played Singletary, and you ended up losing by, like, four points. But if you had played Swift, you would have easily won. Yeah. Um, I think that was against the number one seed in our league. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't – because I wouldn't – the Josh Jacobs injury also kind of forced me to play Singletary in the last True. Couple. True. Um, and then Swift out with the concussion right around the same time. Yeah. All right. Well, we uh, have got the last – Power rankings of the season. I don't know if you've been keeping up with them with school and all of everything, but I've done my best to write some interesting things. Yeah. So let's start with six. We've only got six left. The rest of the league has been eliminated from these power rankings. And I'm going with T Hills are alive as the sixth spot. Um, he's going with Taysom Hill this week. At his quarterback position, he's got Chase Claypool, who I like. Overall, this team just has kind of a, a hole at his second running back spot, which has kind of been the story of the whole season. He was running with Ronald Jones for a while when he was doing well, but Ronald Jones hasn't been doing that great as of late. He had a decent game. He had a good game against Kansas City, but he's very hot and cold, as all of Tampa Bay's running backs are. Um, his last... Four finishes were 17, 2, 27, 1. So it's just how can you trust him going into week 14, uh, first round of the fantasy playoffs. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward with him. I mean, I'm wondering, it might be worth it to play Damian Harris over, over Booker. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll change that. But I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see J.K. Dobbins work his way into that into that spot oh, oh, number yeah. five is me um right. i thought about putting me higher but just the fact that we're not 100 percent sure 
if CMC will make it in. If CMC is playing, my I think I'm probably the third best team in the league right now, just based off of I have CMC, Miles Gaskin, Ezekiel Elliott kind of as my floor guys. Um, CMC can provide me a, a huge ceiling any given week. And then I have wide receivers that have been having really good years. Yeah. And if Kyler Murray gets back to his form that he had in the middle of the season, I have a really good shot taking the whole thing. Yeah, your matchup might be determined by CMC. Yep, yep. We'll talk about that when we go over the playoff matches. But yeah, I definitely think you're right. Number four, I've got Juicy Mango, who managed to knock you out of the playoffs last week with a win. He's got Brandon Cooks, who favors from the Will Fuller suspension. He's got Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs, who have been more than above average this year. He got Mostert back, which really helps his running back situation with Joe Mixon being out. And then, you know, Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers have been leading this team. Yes. Who, you know, Derrick Henry didn't have a great game last week, so. True. But, but I mean, it, they got Jacksonville this week, so. Yeah. His playoff schedule, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay. Juicy. Very juicy. So that's why I have him at four. Number three, I got M. Sione, who, uh, Likes to give me flack about these, but he didn't lose last week, and I didn't move him down. So it really comes down to Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf for him. We yeah. saw what happened last week when those two didn't have like a huge game, and the rest of the team had a few duds, and so his team couldn't overcome that. Terry McLaurin had a down game. Uh, he started Benny Snell, who didn't have a great game. So it's all going to come down to his waiver wire pickup this week which was cam Akers, and if he can fill in as an rb2 behind jonathan taylor who is a low-end rb1 as of now that might make or break his playoff run this is a rematch too right yeah it's a rematch with um juicy mango Interesting. revenge game number two i've got Devonte adams he it's very lucky he has the bye week going into the playoffs with it he's got antonio gibson who is very unlikely to play this week with turf toe, and I'd say 50-50 at best to play week 15. He's got a problem in terms of his RB2, and then Will Fuller got suspended two weeks ago, uh, and he was his best wide receiver. So he's taken some hits going into the into the playoffs, and we'll see if he can overcome them. Yeah, still. still he still got a good roster, though. Yeah, we got Nick Chubb. He's really good. Yeah. Got guys that can. I mean, Melvin Gordon can definitely fill in for Antonio Gibson, but the way Antonio Gibson was trending was uh, after that Thanksgiving game day. Yeah, day game. Ugh. He will be missed if he does not get to see the field in Week 15 for yeah. Devonte Adams. What if team Devonte Adams, which can be confusing. <laughs> um, and then number one, we got Jodo Jumpluffs, Pokemon guy, who has been pretty much. Outside of, I think, week one and last week when I had him at number two, been the been number one in pretty much every single power rankings. But he benefits from the bye week as well. His team has taken a few hits. He Mike, If CMC comes back, Mike Davis is no longer a viable option. Uh, DJ Moore on the COVID list as of right now. James Conner's coming back, but you don't know how he's going to look. 
in going back into the starting role, so he gets to evaluate that for one week before deciding if he wants to start him. And then Lamar Jackson has one of the best playoff schedules of any quarterback. He's got Cleveland and then Jacksonville. Cleveland is this week, so that doesn't really matter. But week 15, he has Jacksonville for the semifinals, and then he has the Giants, which isn't the best matchup. But Giants are... The Giants are a good defense. They're good at stopping the run. I have to look at the numbers, but... Also, that may just be my biased opinion after watching them <laughs> in the Seahawks. I, I don't know how they would do with Lamar's style of running and True. getting out of the pocket. They have a really good pass rush uh, in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback, but sometimes that just doesn't matter with Lamar. So it'll be interesting in Week 16 to evaluate that matchup. Also, Those are my power rankings, though. So Sneaky got the best kicker in the league. Yeah, he got rid of Boswell because he was hurt and... Kua, the past couple weeks, Kua has just been it's week 12, eight. 21, 13, 12, the past four, 12 again. Dang. Even before that, you had two weeks of 12 in a row, which is for a kicker. That's beautiful. He has two 20-plus point performances. So we do have the playoff matches to go over. All right, let's go ahead and start off with my matchup going against Tindre, whose team name is T-Hills Are Alive. Uh, he's changed his name about four times this season. So we'll see if that lasts going into the, this next week. Because at quarterback, he's starting Taysom Hill, as of now, going against Kyler Murray for me. I think Taysom Hill is starting currently because Tom Brady was on bye last week. Who would you start out of those two? Taysom Hill and Tom Brady. It's a tough choice. I just I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in Tom Brady because he just seems to be inconsistent this year. But that matchup against Minnesota is pretty good. Yeah, Taysom Hill is going against Philadelphia, who has a decent defense. But I mean, there is the running factor. Yeah, that's the one thing the the rushing factor of Taysom Hill, and he looked. He looked good last week throwing the ball. Yeah. I he might go with with Taysom. I, uh, Either way, I think I'm gonna take Kyler, regardless of his past performances. Yeah, I mean but it's a lot closer than it would have been four weeks ago. Yeah. Um the running back situation is all come it all comes down to whether or not Christian McCaffrey plays. Right now I've got Christian McCaffrey and Miles Gaskin going up against Aaron Jones. And I'm assuming it's going to be J.K. Dobbins, just based on yeah. his usage in the offense, um, looking a little bit better the past couple times he's been on the field. If it's not Dobbins, I assume it's going to be someone like Harris for New England, Damian Harris, but he had to make that decision pretty fast. At wide receiver, I'm running with Justin Jefferson and... Allen Robinson against Tyreek Kill and Chase Claypool. Tight end, we've got Hayden Hurst going up against, as of now, Austin Hooper. But it might be Mark Andrews. It probably will be Mark Andrews. Yeah. And then at flex, we've got Ezekiel Elliott and Brandon Ayuk for me going up against A.J. Brown and Robert Woods. Overall thoughts on this matchup? You know, it's, it's interesting. I think... The biggest thing that I see is that Tindre, if I hopefully we're saying that right, mm -hmm. his team is very explosive. Yeah. He's got guys that can just go nuts. 
Like you've got Aaron Jones is one of those guys who every now and then goes off for like 40 points. Tyree kills. Same with that. And AJ Brown. Yeah. I'm nervous about going up against Aaron Jones this week. Who's got Detroit. Yeah. I'm also nervous about AJ Brown going up against Jacksonville. Tyreek gets Miami. So he does have a tough cornerback matchup. He does. Yeah, it, but he's Tyreek Hill, and it's and it's that's what City. It he's also could also end up you know with thirty points. But. Yeah, fortunately for me, I've got a lot of plus matchups. Christian McCaffrey plays Denver if he ends up playing. Miles yeah. Gaston goes up against Kansas City, so there you know there'll be points in that game. Justin Jefferson gets Tampa Bay, who uh, is kind of suffering on the back end right now. Allen Robinson's got Houston, yeah, and which is juicy. Zeke's got Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm confident going into this matchup. I won't be surprised if I lose, but I am confident. This feels like a pretty even matchup. It, a lot of it, most of it hinges on McCaffrey. Yeah, if McCaffrey can't play, I'll have to move Elliott into that position, and then I'll probably end up starting T. Higgins, who has a plus matchup, but has just is yeah, such a question mark with, with his quarterback situation. Would you but consi- it, it won't be the worst thing. Would you consider Hines? As my flex? It's like putting Hines in instead of then. I mean, it'd kind of be the same situation. The thing with Hines is with Taylor back, um, I'm a lot less confident in his. I think it'd be safer than Higgins, but not by much. I definitely think Higgins would have a better opportunity at a touchdown. He'd see just as much opportunity. Higgins is is actually going to be on the field. If yeah. that's the, if I have am I if I'm forced to play one, Higgins is on the field ninety percent of the time, whereas Hines sees his snap percentage last week with Taylor back was thirty two percent. His career his season high has been with Taylor out, and that was even at sixty five. Yeah, true. So, and whereas Higgins, Higgins has been up house. near ninety the entire season ever since they've started featuring him. Um, but yeah, I'm confident. I'm taking me. Who you got? No, I think I'm gonna. I'm going to have to go against you on this one. All right, all right. Just That's fine. I feel like McCaffrey might, is probably not going to play. It's up in the air right now. He had a new thigh injury come out today. Injury. so And there's no reason to force him back. I mean, if they want to win. They don't, but they're not going to. There's no There's no shot at the playoffs. There's no reason to have him play if he's not 100%. It'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm like 75% sure he plays as of right now. The the practice report tomorrow will yeah. obviously change that. But that'll determine it, but All right, our second matchup of the week in the quarterfinals is a rematch of last week, Juicy Mango going up against Emcioni. Uh Juicy Mango squeaked out a win to get into the playoffs last week even though People like Derrick Henry had a bad game. At quarterback, we've got a good one. Aaron Rodgers going up against Detroit and Russell Wilson going up against the Jets. Continuing with Juicy Mango, we've got Derrick Henry and Mostert at running back. And for Emcione, we've got Jonathan Taylor and I'm assuming Cam Akers after he puts him in after picking him up. Then at wide receivers, another good one, Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs for Juicy Mango going up against Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf. Tight ends, we've got Tanyan going up against Ingram. And then for the flexes, we've got Murray and Cooks for Juicy Mango going up against 
Chenault, and Thielen. So a lot of good players on both of these teams. Um, I think I'll just start off by saying the quarterback matchup should put up a lot of points. Yeah, that should be a very fruitful position for both both sides here. Derrick Henry should have a monster game after having a down game last week. This will be a game, you know, Jacksonville tends to play them pretty close, but I'd imagine that they get up in this game and then they can just ride Derrick Henry every yeah. possession. I mean, some of Derrick Henry's biggest runs or games have been against Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, last time he was out there, he only put up 10 points. It was in week two last time they played Jacksonville, but it's we're way farther on in the season now. I think it's clear Jacksonville is kind of... They're in full tank mode. Yeah. I think this will be a, a high-scoring game. I think the offenses on both, you know, for both teams will put up points. Tennessee's defense is Bad. Um, mediocre at best. Uh, so I think that I think it benefits Derrick Henry in terms of how many points are going to be scored and the game script of the of the game easily. Oh yeah. And then on the other side of the ball, MC only doesn't have the best running back situation, but it's gotten better the more Taylor sees an increased role in the offense. Cam Akers is now apparently the guy for the Rams. Hopefully that trend continues for. But yeah, you never know with St. Louis. Or St. Louis. We're like going back to like 2012. Um, <laughs> Los Angeles. They are the Los Angeles Rams. I mentioned Mostert coming back and that kind of giving a boost to Juicy Mango, but he hasn't really done much. No, yeah, look at it. First game back. Yeah. Didn't do a whole lot. For whatever reason, the Niners were using like every running back they had on the roster. And so. then. He does have a tough matchup. He's only seen 45% of snaps. He's going up against Washington. I don't even know if I would play him, to be honest. I don't know if you can risk it at this point. Who who are you going to play instead, though? I mean, if um, Mixon plays, I'm Mixon's going up against Dallas. I mean, it sounds like Mixon's not going to play, though. Yeah, I just, I'm now reading the update on him. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't so- looked at it. It's been five hours since it was released, but it does not look like he's going to be ready. I would expect Mostert to to get more carries this week. Would you? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'd maybe start Bernard. I would probably go with Mostert. Okay. I I just think Mostert's because before he got hurt, Mostert was on fire. Yeah. So I think he's he's the best running back that the Niners have, and. It would benefit, I mean, I would assume Kyle Chan's smart enough to know that that would benefit Mullins the most, have Moster going. Yeah. But you never know. No, yeah, you never, I don't know. It'll be interesting just because his, you know, his past couple performances haven't been great. But, you know, like you said, there's not really a better option out there as of now. Personally, I think Emcione is going to win this one because I do think Russell Wilson and Metcalf are going to have good games. And that's typically when Emcione wins, is when those yeah. two just go off. They go off. You just yeah. kind of hope it's not a Tyler Lockett game instead. I also think Chenault's going to have a good game this week, um, as well as Adam Thielen. They have good matchups. And Chenault is like a sneaky good play. It always seems to kind of... <laughs> I mean, he was injured for a while, but... Yeah. Personally, from what I've seen when he's on the field, is they always try to get in the ball in some unique way. Yeah, he's um, a he's a he's a yak guy. Yeah, and going up against Tennessee, who gives up a lot of yards through the air, a lot of yards after catch. 
Yeah. Um, I think he could find the end zone. I think thing about uh, Juicy Mango, his receivers have could be considered tough matchups this week with Cooper Cup. They're playing New England, who yeah, it's has gotten a lot better recently. They just literally shut out the Chargers, which doesn't happen anymore in the NFL. But and Diggs going against Pitt. Yeah, I mean, luckily for him, Pittsburgh might be down their top two corners, which would definitely help Diggs out. But it'll be interesting. It's always risky when you have wide receivers going up against Pittsburgh. It's just depending on Pittsburgh gets a pass rush on Josh Allen, and he has one of his bad Josh Allen days. Yeah, I mean, we just saw it last week. You know, Washington had a good game against Pittsburgh, and Terry McLaurin put up two and a half points. So. You know, Diggs might not even be a factor, and Buffalo can still win this game. It's just going to yeah. be interesting to see how it plays out. But, yeah, I'll take MC Oni. You know, I think, I think I'm think i still going to stick with uh, Juicy Mango. All right. Or split. <laughs> I could, for some reason, I feel like Derrick Henry is going to go off. I, that, he could put up, like, a 40-point game. I wouldn't even be surprised. I mean, I... 40 um, points is a lot, but this is a Derrick Henry 40-point type of game. Yeah. Because they need the win. They're coming off a loss. They're trying to stay ahead of the Colts. It's definitely like a statement type of game. Yes. All right. That covers our uh, analysis there. I think we're going to keep the podcast short. I think whenever we do them, I do want to keep the podcast more around 30 minutes. I think it's right. better for everybody that way. But if you haven't listened to the eulogies... The Country Twang version of the eulogies that came out yesterday. Go ahead and give those a listen. Thanks for coming on, Clinton. Yeah, this was was good. Good to get back into it. Yeah, we're definitely a little rusty. Yeah. But but it'll get better. Yeah. I'll be in Arizona next week, but bring in a laptop, so we should be able to do the same thing if you're willing to go over the semifinal matchups. Yeah, I'm down. I got... Plenty of time now that we're off. We're on winter break, so. All right. Well, we'll catch you next week. Good luck with the playoff matchups. And if you're in the lower bowl, um, good luck on winning so that you don't have to play anymore because that's how that one works. Loser advances. Wait, what? Yeah, the lower bowl, if you lose, you advance. And if you end up advancing all the way to the end, you're officially the crappiest team in the league. That's right. (laughs) I remember now. All right. Good luck, everybody. See ya.